Welcome to Dan Loves Sports, and I am Dan. All right, uh, we are going to start globally. This is a sports talk show, one-man sports talk show, and we, the royal we, are going to start globally. Uh, I'm recording this on March 1st, 2022, and from an undisclosed location somewhere near Cleveland, Ohio. And recently, this is a kind of, so I started globally. In global sporting news, I was going to talk about the recent Olympics, but recently Russia declared a certain sport, a certain mortal sport called war on Ukraine. It had been kind of forecast for weeks. Russian uh, players lining up on the border of Ukraine, and they're like, we are going to play you in a sport. <laughs> Ukrainians are like, get the fuck out of here. We are not interested in this sport. We, uh, we play other sports. We know we don't want this sport. <laughs> Russia's like, here comes the fucking sport, you fucks. Fucking... Oh, <laughs> I can't do accents. Um, but yeah, there's kind of a sport going on there. Uh, if you think about it, uh, the ultimate sport. Uh, I mean, football, I'm sorry, yeah, like football, soccer. I heard this term, and I thought it was fascinating. It's called invasion sports. So, again, football, you're, t- you're invading other teams' territory. The goal is to in- invade their territory. Soccer, again, same thing. Um, <clears throat> like, baseball is more or less an invasion sport. You're, you know, kind of dry. I don't know if our baseball falls in there. But many sports are invasion sports, and they're war, and war is an invasion sport. Uh, I mean, I don't mean to be so glib about the people who have died. Obviously, it's a human tragedy. I'm just kind of, uh, I'm being glib for the sake of my mind accepting this world without just crying all day. How's that sound for everybody who's going to be fucking pissed? Um, so the amazing thing is, let's say, uh, here's what I thought would be fascinating. Let's, what's, what is Russia, if, if, if all of the world in a non-nuclear engagement is... Uh, uh, like a NCAA bracket tournament. I'm thinking Russia's like a, a three seed at worst. Ukraine's like a 12, maybe a 10 seed. And it's pretty, it's, we got a Cinderella story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, again, not trying to be glib, but just, again, trying to deal with this world. But kind of amazing, at least, again, at this point in history, I don't know what's, obviously, I can't tell what's going to be foretold in the, in the coming days, let alone the coming hours. World history is happening right now. But it's been a pretty amazing, this is Zelensky fellow, uh, the head of Ukrainian government. Again, this is assuming I can believe everything that I'm kind of seeing across the vast media empire of the world, uh, the mass media empires of the world. But assuming this is all more or less true, or if I can see kind of through the, the, the fog of war, this uh, guy was a former comedian and comedy actor. And Here's the thing that he's talking about. You need balls to do that as someone who's done it. And not because I have balls, but because like, I didn't care whether I lived or died like, at that point in my life. Like, I, that's, that's kind of a sign of being a comedian. Like, it's, just, it's everyone's biggest fear, except for if you don't even care if you're alive. Then it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll just do this. It's all part of the same pain. <laughs> So this guy, he takes ball, and then it's suddenly it's like, oh, this world leader has balls. Imagine that. Well, yeah, imagine that. Fuck yeah, good for him. Good for fucking him. I love it. Um, so yeah, uh, Ukraine doing a hell of a job in the in the surprise NCAA tournament they're 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 fighting for their lives in. 
All right. Uh, there's my comments here. Do I have any other comments here? Vladimir Putin's a fucking maniac. The Russian people need to overthrow him. Uh, you know, take their government. That's what actual democracy is. You know, they can actually learn that lesson. Uh, but yeah, um, moving on, moving to sports. Because uh, it's not meant to be a current affairs show. So we're going to go to the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, recent Winter Olympics in China. And we're going to get through it quickly because who, who gives a shit? Who, gave, who cared? Who cared? Even before all this brought everything kind of even into sharper contrast about what's important. Winter Olympics are generally dumb. Hosting them in a nation that is like uh, being more and more belligerent in a... At least America's belligerent is, belligerence is like, I'm going to go, f- you know, like, fuck you up for the sake of the people you're oppressing. China's like, I'm going to fuck you up because you're near me. <laughs> that's that's kind of what uh, Russia's doing. Uncool. So, like, oh, great, let's celebrate. Let's go to this big world celebration of this nation. <laughs> this nation who's like, fuck all my neighbors. I claim all their land. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a bad idea. Uh, as somebody pointed out, uh, all of these world events are just going to the most corrupt places in the world. Cutters getting the World Cup. Amazing. What a, what a climate for him to have. The- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways. Um, yeah, so, and then, like, Amer- like most of the events, who gives a shit? Uh, even, even in a great place. Um... Although I do love what is at the biathlon, I'm always fascinated by a combination of firearms and Olympic event. Uh, meaning, like, you ski for 5,000 kilometers, and then you shoot a bear through the eye, and then an eagle out of the sky, and then you slush over 5,000 kilometers more of ice. Um, what a, <laughs> Love it. world needs more of that. There should be, like, a snowboard and ak-47 <laughs> target practice you have to like yeah that'll be actually we should definitely be doing that how's that america not done that yet it's oh because of how insanely dangerous <laughs> uh but anyways um well, did i have anything else to say about the olympics china fuck them america uh, yeah so uh, you know, good for the Olympic sport people. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of curling. That was the other problem with the Olympics this year, at least when I watching it in local Cleveland area was it's just a lot of curling. Every time we put it on, it was curling. It was just people polishing ice, uh, throw rolling bowlers and smooth and ice. <laughs> They're playing uh, a ripoff of uh, the Italian game of bocce. Which I feel like, uh, as, an, as a partly Italian uh, American, I feel like I just need to speak up for the. Uh, oh, there's a word for that when people steal from my culture. <laughs> I'll think of it eventually. Um, all right, so now we'll go to the biggest sport in America. Yes, yes, shall we? Yes, Super Bowl, football, NFL football. All right, so now it's the NFL offseason, Super Bowl. Let me think back on it. The Los Angeles Rams 
in their home stadium defeated the AFC opponent. <laughs> not Kansas City, not Buffalo. Ah, the Bengals, that's right. Old, cool Joe Burrow. Um, <clears throat> yes, so imagine that. I just, I just need everyone to picture this crazy world where the NFL moves to... Uh, teams to the second largest city in, in, in America and neither of these teams has a deep uh, deep fan base in that city so the NFL needs them to have uh, needs more fans to you know kind of be generated in the area you know to, to really capitalize on the on the move and wouldn't wouldn't you know it they they host the Super Bowl and the Rams make the Super Bowl and they uh and the Rams win the Super Bowl, and you know that's that's what a what a fantastic investment by Stan Kroenke, if that's the one who did that. If he's the Rams guy, or if he's not the Chargers guy, I've 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 lost track. I'm not, I'm not there. <laughs> well, either way, because either way, here's the other thing: Chargers will be there soon. Chargers, it's going to be L.A. versus L.A. next year, a couple of years from now. Come on. Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley, guys. I mean, like, it's it's just really fantastic. Those 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 wayward franchises. You know, they they found a home in a gigantic megalopolis, and just uh, you know, just had luckily turned things. You know, in the right direction. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what a Super Bowl! Um, what a great example for all the world's children uh the the Odell Beckham example of if you you know if if it's if things are tough around you blow it up just just if you know they say don't rock the boat what you should do is knock the boat over like jump out of the boat and then say you were abandoned by the boat and you know and another boat comes around and you know like you're like oh this is a much stabler boat i, I don't I, it's it's so much stabler when somebody's not jumping out of it <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah i mean i don't know enough about the inner workings to know if it really was a dumb offense or a dumb baker mayfield or if it was uh, as I always said, I mean, there's a way for a, a receiver to just kind of freelance and for the quarterback to have no idea where he's going and for that receiver to look open and the quarterback for it to be useless in the play. I mean, I've played team sports. I've played a lot of team sports. And, like, there's a way for that video to be complete evidence of Odell blowing up his team. If I, just, we, I don't think any of us knows enough about the scheme to know which is which is true. Um, but it's certainly here's – the, here's the – Here's why I believe he was sandbagging, completely sandbagging here at Cleveland. It took him like four months just to show up. He was traded. And it's like, oh, I was traded. I got to get my head right. I can't show up to Cleveland right now. My whole world's upside down. Oh my God, I was traded. My, I, I, I can't, I can't even. Whoa, I can't show up and just get to work. I had whoa. And then he shows up for one practice and leaves again until I don't know. I don't even remember whether he just got hurt or something. It's just he just hurt, and then he'd play. Oh, and then when he played, yeah, I also proved his sandbagging. And I, w- I, if you really want me to, I'll go back because I saw it with my own eyes. Um, 
he would telegraph our plays. Run play, he runs up to the line of scrimmage like he's a, a uh, trying to get a C plus in gym class. Like he's trying to get a, like he doesn't care if he raises that C plus in gym class. And then on pass plays that were not to him, he would get up to the line a little sharp. Like the, the pass plays that were not where he wasn't the primary receiver, he would get up to the plays like with like a little crispness and then kind of do a thing just to have a route on tape. And then when he was targeted, it was crispness for days uh, in an area. Baker Makefield had no idea where he was. Again, not sure if that was Baker's fault or Odell's fault. I just noticed that his body language. I would be like, run, play. <laughs> and just looking at just, just the way he came out of the huddle and went to the line of scrimmage. And if, you don't, if I was noticing that, oh, my God. All right, anyways. So and then he wins us. Then he and then he and then and then the impression that he leaves everyone with is the narrative during the Super Bowl is uh, uh, it, I mounted it to these to this. I begged them to let me go, and then they threw me out on the street. <laughs> what a fucking douchebag! All right, so, all right, Super Bowl, that was fine. Decent game, Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Cleveland Browns have to be worried. It's so hilarious. I mean, it's it's terrifying. I mean, uh, Baker Mayfield looks like a, and I call, I well, here's the thing. I'm never, uh, I'm never the biggest Baker fan. I call him backup Baker. Um, to me, he's always looked like a backup quarterback. Even, like, he looks like a good, a really, like, the best backup quarterback you could ask for. But, you know, he, I mean, when everything needs to be perfect around you, that's a problem because, well, I don't know, because life is always perfect around everyone. Um, any other? All right, so yeah, here we are heading into the draft season. Cleveland Browns, very exciting time for Cleveland Browns fans. We get to, uh, this is our Super Bowl, so we get, this is our run up to the Super Bowl. So a lot, a lot of, a lot of hot talk and, 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 and reading content. Loving it. These mock drafts. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Again, I have nothing to add. I wanted Johnny Manziel. I thought he was the most exciting player I ever saw. So, like, this is a sports show by a guy who loves sports, uh, but he wanted Johnny Manziel. (laughs) (laughs) And he was a really exciting college quarterback. You got to go back and watch those tapes. It was really exciting. Uh, Let's see. Basketball. Is that? Yeah, I would say that's the next biggest sport here in America. Uh, NBA basketball. See, I have something written here, and I can't read it. I made some notes for this show. Um, oh, okay, just NBA in college. All right, so yeah, <clears throat> uh, as a Cleveland fan, let's talk about Cleveland basketball and the delightful rise of this young core and the a- a- predictable shattering Via injuries, <laughs> like the the, the 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 Cleveland is known for having a great hospitals, the Cleveland Clinic. Oh yes, uh, was it where we believe everyone deserves world class care, and which I've uh, amended to say where we believe everyone deserves to pay highly for world class care, <laughs> because I've went there once and good. Very good doctors, very good service, very, very expensive. <laughs> Outrageously expensive is what I'll say. 
And then, so, but we also have university hospitals here, which is rather renowned. There's like lake hospitals or something. There's mad, mad hospitals around here. Tons of doctors. Case Western Reserve University is one of the top medical programs. All of our teams are just injured out the asshole. Their assholes are full, are full of injuries. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking... It's it's crazy, and then our players get rushed back, and they play terribly. Baker Mayfield, Jedrick Wills, uh, I mean, uh, the Cavs are just out forever, so that's good. They 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 take them, you know, to make sure they're back, and then they just they're out forever. So we're watching like, like the you know like and and. and Kobe Altman is, is excellent at this, but like we're watching like the footlocker salesman now starting point guard. <laughs> and again, guy, I mean, there's plenty of excellent, excellent footlocker salesmen who are fucking amazing at basketball. So it's not like, you know, I'm not like being overly, uh, I, my, my glibness is directed towards the attrition that Cleveland's lineups every year. Just, just, well, and here's the thing, like, I like factor that in when I like think about like the upcoming seasons. I'm like, all right, man, look at the Browns on paper. All right, let's get seven of those guys out of there. <laughs> How are they looking now? All right, and then uh, we'll get let's take one. Let's give one back, but we'll take away three, and we'll have one suspended for unknown reasons, <laughs> or like walked out of the building by the FBI. So. Um, like God, no! It's just you know, like so. Th- it, it's tough. It, I'm just saying, it's tough to be a Cleveland fan. It's probably tough to be any fan, but at least that's the perspective from Cleveland. So yeah, just that's kind of what what Cleveland is facing as far as uh, uh, basketball goes. It's really exciting, and it's all just like all right. So this is an example of because here's like the the idea with the Cavs too. Um, uh, I was once I lived in LA for a little bit, and I was in like this like multinational bar, like a bar where like the shows all the sports. So like you, you could be for, like, a fan of any team, and you know be be cheering there. So I'm watching the Browns game, and like other people are watching other games, and so you can't really tell who's cheering for what. But I know I immediately there's a, a, a great Browns play happens, and I immediately know that there is a fellow Browns fan behind me and to the right because we're all watching, and then he shouts out. Uh, what I what I'm thinking, and I guarantee all Browns fans were thinking. So it's like an interception. The guys returning it, Bob and weaving, you know, Bob and making fantastic cuts, spinning, and you know the 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 the, the, the tacklers are closing around him, and uh, the the guy behind me just screams, "Don't fumble!" <laughs> And so that's what you do. You wait to see the ball fly out of his hands at the end of the excellent play. Or here's the other part, because here's the thing. The guy didn't fumble, and then the so the guy gets tackled. Big play happens. Most fan bases are like, yeah, you know, super, yeah. No Browns fans cheered. You wait, like, you have to wait, like, 10 seconds. That's a long time. But you have to look in the bottom left corner of the screen for that yellow flag, right? Because that's gonna come. It, it, it's, uh, it, or at least nine times out of ten in the last twenty years on an excellent Browns play, it happened. <laughs> I've to the point where I now I call it the the all. It's called illegal progress. I don't even know what the official, you know, defensive holding, whatever. I just always, I whatever they say aloud, I say it. I say illegal progress on the defense. <laughs> Replay the down. 
So um, now when I bring that back to the Cavs by virtue of instead of don't fumble it, now it's like uh, you like uh, like uh, we'll watch a great basketball play and we're like oh, oh okay okay everybody's okay everybody's okay <laughs> now like wow what a great play it's like okay everyone's safely running back on defense we're all everything's fine for now <laughs> and just what a what a way to be have been conditioned to watch sports like oh my god. Like, I don't watch sports with my friends anymore because I've been conditioned to when we all get together, our favorite team shits the bed as hard as possible. That's Cleveland sports fandom. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And so then I want to talk about college basketball. College basketball cracks me up. I played pickup basketball in college. Like, uh, you know, just, you know, you go after the day, after this party and last night, we got to yeah, play in the gym today, play some hoops. And uh, and college basketball on the fieldhouse floor between guys in a in a in a in a, in a dorm, and college basketball in the stadium across the campus is like it's ten percent difference. <laughs> college basketball is a horrible watching experience. It's cool to watch the like how much people care, but it's just sloppy. It's terrible watching. I, it's never a smooth. Wow, this is really like. What a what a like I this all makes sense. This is all a flowing, lovely thing. Like NBA basketball can turn into, I mean, in its own way, um, definitely. And just college basketball is just it's just a bunch of people running, flailing around, <laughs> like uh, like I was back in the day. Or at least that's my complaint. And then really, the honestly, people are drawn to March Madness not because of the quality of the games, but because of the drama of a one-and-done tournament, or any tournament. Any, any tournament is a built-in story, and people love a story. So, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, let's watch some excellent college basketball where the ball is just everywhere, and just some guy will chuck a three. <laughs> and it goes in, and they win. Um, all right, now in the shameful third place, in an embarrassing, and in, in a distant third place, in a we're not even practicing right now we're all arguing with each other over the scraps of the empire third place major league baseball and it's shameful ongoing contractual like the 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 renegotiations of a again just we're we're splitting up charlemagne's empire you know like uh the the great the great one is dead and now we're gonna split it up and all do a bad job (laughs) such as here in cleveland I I, I, I want to say my beloved baseball team, it was never, and I repeat this, it was never my beloved Indians. I always, since I was a child, since before I even knew what political correctness, since there, before there, as far as I even know, there was political correctness, I looked at the Indians mascot and I was like, that's one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. I would never wear that on a baseball field and think I was going to win. <laughs> it went in a sporting event and th- and think I was taking myself seriously and think I was going to win. It's and I suspected it was a weird name at the time and it's not a weird name for the obvious reason everyone cites which is you know like this is we stole Indi- like native land and notice I word the said notice I said the word native because really Indians are from India which is, I think it was like 15,000 miles away. 
if I, I I think I checked it, I think it was something like that, or fifteen hundred kilometers, or I don't know how the, I don't know, but it was it's it's about as far away as you can get on the planet from Cleveland, and they don't play baseball there, <laughs> and they don't have feathers, <laughs> so it's just it was the worst name I think in all of sports. I mean, Redskins was like the most offensive. Indians is was just the stupidest. Until possibly now, Guardians is absolutely stupid. The uh, uh, the Polly Walnuts logo is honestly, I have to assume, was designed by one of the Dolans' mistresses' kids. Like in Photoshop class in middle school for, you know, troubled... You know, like uh, uh, drug-addled, you know, like uh, preteens or something. <laughs> but it was the dumbest thing I've seen this uh, in professional sports. I mean, like, like uh, minor league baseball has campy stuff like that. It's a minor league. It's a minor league name. I am a longtime Clevelander. I'm 40 years old. I've lived in Cleveland for most of my life. I've uh, I lived elsewhere. You know, just to, you know, to taste the world. Even the Buddha lived the indulgent life before he discovered uh enlightenment and nirvana um and uh i had no idea that it was about those things on the bridge that i had no idea were even on the bridge (laughs) they're about a thing like a cleveland milestone i had no idea even existed nor cared nor still care it's just some I mean, it's cool if they add some like art to a bridge or like added something like a visual element to a bridge. Well, well done. Dig it. I could dig that. But it's like ridiculous. And one of the arguments that they put forward, or at least I heard put forward in their in their uh, voice, is that it was also like a name that was uh, 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 copyrightedly uncomplicated they there were no guardians if you, if you try to become the the cleveland you know uh bulldogs well the georgetown bulldogs were like to see you in court or you know whatever the fuck <laughs> and then there was a cleveland guardians roller derby team it was the cleveland guardians it's not even like it was like the rochester guardians it was the uh the the gross point guardians which is, would be a way better name than the fucking the cleveland guardians <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what a dumb name and cleveland's even a dumb name by the way i am from here i'm getting this all out here it's a ridiculous name think about this this all right first of all and i and i want to change it we'll, we'll get to that but cleveland is named after moses cleveland a like surveyor guy basically like an englishman who just wanted to like come to america hey here's here i establish it now I'm gonna you just pay me money to buy properties here. I'm gonna get rich. I'm actually moving to New York. He, he he founded it and then left. He never, as far as I know, he never returned. It used to be spelled Cleveland, like uh, with an A in it, with you know, like Cleaver, like Cleve, Cleveland, Moses Cleveland. And it was uh, somewhat fitting because the city is split more or less down the middle by the Cuyahoga River. So it's been it, it is cleaved by the river. So that's fine, Cleveland. That's fine, except for again, the founder n- never returned. He didn't like this place. He didn't stay here. 
fuck, fuck Moses Cleveland. And I'm sure there's like a dark side to it there where he would like, you know, like sign some horrible deal. Like, I don't, I don't think the Indians were just like, oh, Moses Cleveland, we greatly respect how well you're dressed. Please take this land called Ohio, you know, not called Ohio, called whatever the fuck, you know, Cle- the Cleveland area, the, the Great Western Reserve. And uh, have a great day. Just where should we so let us know where we should not be. <laughs> So it's even got a, it's just terrible. It should not be named Cleveland. And again, you st- it, so you can you can change the name of cities. We change the name, and just to fit it on the he- masthead of a newspaper, that is why Cleveland. Lo- we drop the A in Cleveland just because it fit better on the top of a newspaper. We can change it again. Let's just change the fucking name of this ridiculous and corrupt city in the hopes that maybe spray painting the pig pink will cover the stench of the feces and my idea what well, dan don't destroy without having an idea forest city we are surrounded by something called the uh, metro parks the metro parks is known as the emerald necklace cleveland's emerald necklace we have it, cleveland becomes a jungle in the summertime a lot of moisture in the air plants just thrive it's a beautiful verdant area it's glorious. It could be called Forest City, although that sounds like a lumber store. Store, but uh, at least that's my fill-in for now. If somebody has a better, that's fine. But Forest City, and then like uh, uh, again, what was it? I wanted the spiders. So I, my vote as far as the Guardians go was the spiders. It, it was the old name. The team did not play well as the spiders back in the day. Like they like they had like the worst record in, in MLB history. But who who cares about the 1912s? I mean, we could talk about how many different things were wrong with the world in the 1912s. Um, so let's talk about, I mean, it would be cool imagery. You got webs, you got arms, you got, you know, like, uh, whatever. There's all sorts of imagery you could do with spiders. There are a fuck ton of spiders in Cleveland. As I said, it becomes a jungle in the summer. It's a frozen tundra in the winter, jungle in the summer. It's really a fun place if you really like the, the, to see all four seasons at their most extraordinarily extreme. Cause you do get all four of them in a, in a, in a highlighter form. Um, and uh, so what do you call it? Spiders for the baseball team. I was thinking the Browns, which are ridiculously named after the man they fired. That's, I mean, if you can be cursed, it's probably because you named yourself after a guy you fired and then you kept the name and you never did a good job with anything. <laughs> so, uh, that should be changed to the soldiers. I was thinking that's a pretty good one that I don't think anyone's done. You get like camo uniforms, a little different. It's the Forest City Soldiers. That's a winner. And I think the Cavaliers could stay. Cavaliers kind of a dumb name. Uh, Cavalier, as somebody, as many have pointed out, is a synonym for, like, not giving a fuck. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's cheer for the Cleveland not giving a fucks. <laughs> but um, the uh, you could keep a Forest City Cavaliers or, you, I don't know, I have not given it enough thought as far as that goes because Cavaliers is fine, I guess, because you don't have to, like, you know, re-erase everything as far as that goes, especially because they're the champions, world champions 2016. <laughs> Love it or hate it. Um, yeah, so I also wanted to address hockey and soccer. As I got no hockey and soccer news right now. I think, oh, yeah, uh, hockey news, Alex Ovechkin had something to do with Russia. Tough, Tough spot for him. It's got to be a tough spot for a lot of Russians uh, right now. You like you want to be cheering for your home country, but home country's doing some heinous shit. So I don't I don't know what exactly Ovechkin did, but I guess I can basically, as as the Buddha advised, you know, he who understands all can, he who understands all forgives all. Not that I forgive atrocities, but I try to understand when people are conflicted by them. 
Um, and yeah, soccer, I got nothing. I'm just hoping, I, I'm looking forward to the next World Cup. I'm a World Cup man, that's a, that's a soccer I like. My old roommate uh, was a big soccer fan. Um, uh, he could watch, like, Premier League, which is like, you know, I'm told is the better soccer. But I don't, I guess it's like, I, I guess I prefer like the, the drama of, again, a tournament. Then I do just like the, the the visuals of well played soccer versus, you know, if, if if Premier League is a ten out of ten, then I mean World Cup is like a, you know, at worst an eight point five out of ten. So it's still fucking awesome. So it's like, and you got the drama, you got the fun, and this that's what I call fun nationalism. You know, like when you when you can when you can not have war, but just be like, oh yeah, Ecuador, suck my Ecuador dick. You know, like uh, that's fun. But uh, otherwise. Uh, I got nothing for soccer. <laughs> and then finally, Rocket League. Uh, I'm going to cover an eSport. I think it's the most beautiful and pure eSport, so I'm covering it. Um, and I love it, and I watch it. And the, so what's the big news in Rocket League right now is there's an upcoming LAN tournament, best teams in the world, all converging on Los Angeles, sunny Los Angeles, California. Um, and... Uh, it's, I mean, it should obviously be quite interesting. I'm, it's always like, I, it's tough because like, obviously North Americans are going to have the advantage of basically sleep schedules matter so much. <laughs> so like, I think if I were one of these European teams, I mean, considering that there's like, what is it like 30 grand? Your team? Maybe, oh, I think in the majors, like a hundred grand. I think your team gets a hundred grand or you get a hundred grand each. I can't remember exactly how the, how it's a portion, but it's, it's enough. I and mean, these people are living their life. Like make, here's the reason I could cover it. There are, these are people who are making a sale, like a life, a, a, a living playing this game. So it's, it's justifiable in my book. Um, but yeah, anyways, for those who are uninitiated, just to briefly paint a picture, rocket league is a video game wherein you are driving a race car that can jump and you're playing soccer against other race cars that can jump. And uh, uh, sports ensues from there. So, um, and there's all sorts of mechanics. It's, it's a, it is a very deeply mechanical game. Uh, so it's fun from the beginning. And as you, you know, get better and better, it's like this game where it's like, you know, a child can enjoy it. And like you can, and a 40-year-old grizzled old man called the Dan can enjoy it. Um, and... Uh, uh, so basically what's coming up is, uh, or at least what I, what I care about as far as this goes is I, I cheer for two teams. Okay. I've like watched a lot of videos across a lot of, you know, uh, teams and I've kind of like just found myself drawn to certain personalities and, uh, uh, uh teams and, and, and just, I, I, I could explain each one of them and I, and I shall. All right. So there are these, the two, my two teams are in North America. There's a team called space station gaming. And then in Europe, there's a team called Dignitas. All right, so on Space Station Gaming, so each, oh, it's Rocket League and professional tournaments is three on three. So there are three starters um, per team. And Rocket League's, I'm sorry, Space Station's three starters are a guy named, I think like you almost call the captain. I think he's been on the team the longest. His name's Rettles. <laughs> I don't know if he's been on the team the longest, but I think he's, I've been following him the longest of the three. Uh, his name is Rettles, uh, which is a, I don't know, it's his username. I think his real name is Slater, um, and uh, he's like twenty. These these people are all young as hell. It's they're all like in their teens or early twenties, basically. And I'm and I don't. It's just hilarious that I here's this forty year old guy like eating you know breakfast before work, watching European Rocket League tournaments. <laughs> 
But it's honestly, it's it's a joy to watch. These people are so good at this game. I love it. So yeah, Reynolds is dope as hell. Um, he has like I follow his YouTube channel, and uh, just seems like he's got, got a he's like he cares a lot, and he's also like seems to you know be a decent enough guy you know like like this combination of i i care enough to be a professional and uh, but i'm not an asshole directly you know to everyone like a lot of people who are the best in the world could be he's just like hey we're all good let's play some rocket league and then uh other like the other second longest uh or at least possibly longest member on space station's name is uh arsenal uh which is i think is uh 20 or so also um black guy i guess after 20 over 18 yeah he's black uh again i don't uh i don't subscribe to the racial paradigm but for those of you who do i it's it's uh uh he's whether he any whether he's black or not he is probably the most entertaining rocket league like streamer slash youtuber he is legitimately funny like uh uh just he kind of just He's got a very quick mind, is I guess the way I could put it. Uh, he, but in which I guess it would be you have to have it in Rocket League because it's a kind of like a constant improvisational, you know, like a chess game match. And then, but like so, on top of not only doing the, com- the constant forty ch- improvisational chess match of Rocket League, he's also like making humorous observations about play style or his own play style or whatever's on his mind. It's really fun, a uh, really fun guy to watch. It's a fun, easy guy to cheer for too. Because it's like, again, one of the best in the world, seems like a nice enough guy, and is very funny, and, you know, just, like, cares. Like, again, like, uh, his team uh, pulled off, like, an unprecedented uh, uh, tournament reverse sweep. (laughs) Long story. And anyways, he was so stoked, he, like... Accidentally destroyed his monitor, <laughs> so like I, again, it's it's easy to cheer for someone who cares that much, or at least that's a very appealing thing for an American. And uh, the third member is the newest member, but also like the most ex- uh, most exciting in a way because it's like it is really a joy to watch this kid play uh, Rocket League. And I say kid because he's 15 years old. His name is Daniel. I don't know his full name is just Daniel. And uh, and he, I think I, I I think he started approximately around the same time I started. Is my understanding? I haven't really looked that deeply into it, but he basically just is just a savant. Like, a, and again, he's a normal enough kid. I mean, I've heard him talk. He's not like he's like uh, like an idiot savant. He's just like outrageously gifted mechanically and instinctually at this game. It's like. I don't usually like watching one-on-one. There's, that's one of the features, like one of the things you can also do in this game is one-on-one, and it's like uh, it, 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 I don't really enjoy watching it or playing one-on-one that much, but it's has its own sort of style, and if you like that style, like Daniel is just like, it's really fun to watch him play one-on-one. He's just, it's it, the kid is fucking incredible at this game. So it's like he's only just beginning, and... Uh, uh, so it's, it's easy team to cheer for, but they haven't won shit since I began cheering for them. So, and that's like part of my Cleveland. I was like, t- I was telling this to a coworker, like I, everything I cheer for just except for the 2016 Cavaliers, which I think that's why we know that we're in like this bizarre, uh, universe. Like uh, the, the, we're not in the same, the, the, the Mandela effect is real because it doesn't make sense that a Cleveland team, that a team I cheer for actually won anything. So yeah, Space Station, they're awesome. They haven't won a tournament since I've begun cheering for them. And uh, so they are, but they are, they barely, oh, and here's the other thing is, like, all right, I'm cheering for them, cheering for them. They're, and then in the last tournament to, like, make it into the, into this, uh, into this uh, big upcoming international tournament, 
they shit the bed. It's the point where it basically they squeaked in by other teams shitting the bed harder than they shit the bed. It's like that's the only reason they even got into this inter- this big tournament that's coming up. So I'll be cheering for them, but they're also like really on a not on a great <laughs> uh, not a great trajectory at the moment. So it's like the old Dan effect seems to be uh, seems to be in full effect, which is uh, which I find troubling. But what are you gonna do? These are the people I cheer for. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> So anyway, similar, similarly, uh, in Europe, this team Dignitas is basically a lot of fun to cheer for because it's like um, it comprises three of the best one-on-one players in the world, um, and like and like this old le- so it's got like an old legend, a current savant, and like the the next savant. So it's pretty. It's kind of a. It's kind of an interesting um, uh, uh, lineup. All right, so the old uh, this guy Scrub Killa is you know he's only like twenty or twenty one or maybe even twenty three at like the late. I, I, none of these people is older than twenty three as far as I know, and uh, but he's been like on the pro scene since he was you know again like one of these fifteen year old you know like again savants and he's just been like kind of just been. Kicking a lot of ass. He doesn't. He doesn't win like every world championship, but like he just. He's just known as. He's just constantly one of the best players in the world, and but he's he's like a cocky Scotsman. So like he adds that um, uh, element to sort of the the flavor of of a team, um, kind of like. But like, not, I don't. I don't see it as like evil hearted cocky. Just like, uh, oh, I'm paying you. What, you know what are you gonna do? <laughs> Um, and then you have gentleman, apparently Jack, which is, uh, just seems to be again, like just an extraordinarily nice guy, very tempered, just very like, Oh, hello. Yes. I'm just going to shred you now in rocket league. I just can fucking kick your ass. And again, he doesn't swear. He's just, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna you know, just do it. Air dribble here. And just, you know, there it is. It's in the goal. It's a great one. Thank you. Thank you. Good stuff. And, uh, and he's like number one in the world, uh, generally and one-on-one and in most, you know, sort of lists and just, uh, he's just this nice guy and, uh, he's got a good YouTube stream as well. He's just like very educational teach does a lot of teaching. And he's just, again, just like, uh, he, could be a real prick, and instead he's just like, "Oh, that's a really nice shot." You know, if, if like somebody you know gets a goal on him, oh, oh, at worst he'd be like, "Oh, it's unlucky," <laughs> you know. So it's like, whereas in America we're like, "Oh, eh, fuck yeah," <laughs> or at least I am. So it's 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 refreshing to watch this guy like this this classic uh, British sort of uh, you know stiff upper lip uh, again prodigy, and then the last one uh, member of the team is a kid named Jorius. I think he's young as hell too. He's probably like sixteen or something like that, or seventeen at most and uh, uh, he's just again one of these top number, you know, one-on-one players in the world he's technical he can do all these crazy crazy mechanical stuff I don't know of anything about his personality he's like the silent partner of the group but what, I, what I'm what i infinitely entertained by um, uh, Jorius just because his 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 uh, teammate apparently Jack. It, I think he's trying to be like as respectful as possible, and most people call it Jorius, but Jorius is from Spain. I believe he's a Spanish player, and in Spain J's are not J. They're 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 they're, they're Y's basically. So occasionally, like Jack seems to facilitate. It seems to vacillate between calling him Jorius and Yarius. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a great pest to Yori is there. <laughs> it's like, uh, so every time now I, I think about him, it's Yori is uh, just because, just with Jack stumbling over it. When, when, again, that might not even be funny because that might be the way Jorius wants it pronounced, but uh, you know how English and American people tend to anglic- anglicize words in our direction. Um, so 
that is it for the first episode of Dan Loves Sports. A quaint 43 minutes, 44 minutes. Lovely. What a lovely little runtime. Here's the problem. I don't know how often this, uh, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Now here's the problem. <laughs> I don't know how frequently this is going to come out because I, I mean, I just gave every thought I have. Oh, I didn't give every thought I have. Should I do a little uh, little bonus addendum for everybody? Yeah, I mean, again, why don't, why don't I'm just going to shit out every single thought I have about sports in this first episode, and then we'll figure it out from there. Um, no, 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 no. This is a good teaser. All right. I am against the DH, but I'm not getting rid of the DH as much as I'm replacing it with a different idea. Next time. And Dan loves sports. <laughs> All right, so there's that little teaser. And, uh, yeah, thanks for hearing me out. Thanks for letting me cuss in front of your children. Those, those, I forgot to tell you that there's going to be some bad language in here. Um, but it's about time they learned that uh, this truth, when a man is swearing, when a woman is swearing, when someone swears a lot, that is a sign that they are in a, a lot of internal pain. And the swearing is helping them vent the pain. They're like little volcanoes, and you got to let them vent it. You gotta let you gotta let me vent, okay, everyone. And <laughs> but no, uh, again, I'm a Clevelander who loves sports. I'm in a lot of pain, so there's gonna be some swearing. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, I actually, as I think of it, I have other thoughts on sports. So good, we got DH, and I have some other things. So there can be a second episode. So let's uh, let's wrap this one up and say, um, go your team. Unless they're playing my team.